Yo, what's up, everyone? It's your man, DJ Mr. Chris, on another episode of Hip Hopcalypse. What's up, everyone? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Hip Hopcalypse. That's what's up. So, check it out. Today's guest is a singer songwriter who was born and raised in New York City. His inspiration came from the likes of Chris Brown, Brandy, and Usher. He started his professional music career in his teen years as a featured member of the Harlem Boys Choir. That's what's up. Today's guest. I have an artist who's been in the industry for quite some time, and you guys have probably heard some of his music. If you haven't, let me let you guys take a listen to a couple of these sound clips. When I forever's up the table, forever's up the table, and I can't say that I played you That's right, ladies and gentlemen, today's guest on Hip Hopcalypse, I have Mr. Ryan Lane. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's your man, DJ Mr. Chris, on another episode of Hip Hopcalypse. So I have the opportunity today, and I, I quickly became a fan just to let y'all know, but um, let, let me let me let y'all know something. Today's guest, I have a man here who, uh, I tell you, he sounds amazing. And to be quite honest with you, I would put him in the likes in the same sentence and breath when I'm talking to someone as Chris Brown and Usher. Uh, the gentleman that I have today is a singer, songwriter, born and raised in New York City. Today I have Mr. Ryan Lane. Yes, sir. <laughs> Mr. Lane, what's up, baby boy? How you doing, man? What's, I'm doing great, bro. How you doing? That that introduction was amazing. Thank you. Oh, oh man. Well, I appreciate it, brother. <laughs> I, I I appreciate it. You know what I mean? I guess it, you know, I, I guess my days of being a wedding DJ and everything like that paid off. So I really appreciate the compliment, brother. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, man. So, hey, you know what? We're going to dive right into it and stuff. So I read the Absolutely. Bio. You know, I read the bio and... Here's the funny thing about it. I was about to say that you were an up and coming artist, but I think that would be a little unfair to say, because after reading your bio, after going on to your SoundCloud, and we're going to touch base on many of those tracks that's on your SoundCloud, including the covers. Um, but I think it's unfair to say that you're an up and coming artist, man. You've already been putting some work in, man. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? That's a fact. That's that. <laughs> that's a fact. Yeah, I've been doing this for a long time. Um, born and raised in New York. Um, been doing this since I was literally like junior high school. Didn't want to do anything else. Just wanted to sing, dance, and perform, and just be in front of a crowd. So. I've really just been on that path ever since. Um, so, so as long yeah. as you look, so, so as long, so, so as young as you look, man, I look like you look like you was in junior high like two years ago, brother. Maybe like <laughs> a, a good three years. What about that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Yeah. But yeah. So, what was your influence and your inspiration? Because you know the first thing, and so for for all of the listeners that's listening, you will know who this gentleman is after if you don't know already after. Uh, after this episode because 
I have quickly become a fan and I was really and I, I don't blow smoke up people's asses, but I really listened to a couple of your tracks for most of the day yesterday in preparation wow. for this interview. So I'm going I'm, I'm to be up front with you. But um, you have a mixture of a Neo swing. OK, Usher. <laughs> and I, I, I don't say that lightly. But what? But you let us know who were your influences. Man, I'm really influenced by everybody, and I know that sounds like the perfect interview answer to say. But I really enjoy everyone. Like I grew up on all kinds of music. I have an uncle who's all into music, and he's had everybody's album that you could think from. From Aretha Franklin to Bon Jovi to U2 to Shania Twain to Mariah and Stevie. He just had everyone's album. And I was just always though, I was always one of those kids who was just always in his basement playing his music. So I'm really influenced and inspired by everybody. Like I can't say it isn't anybody who I don't feel like I grab a piece from or, you know, um, I'm just, I'm just, I've just always been that kid who's just like, you know, I want to latch on and learn and figure it out and make it work. So I'm influenced by everything and everyone. No, that's what's up. And so um, I can tell, and this is going to be a segue into my next question. Um, most successful artists, you know, when you talk about uh the Anthony Hamiltons, the Ushers and Neos, Chris Browns and everything like that. You know, they do have uh, a soulful and in some cases a gospel influence as well. Now, you are a member of the Harlem Boys Choir. Yes, sir. How did that come about, brother? Man, um, first of all, life changing, life changing. I would do it all over right now in a heartbeat. Um, the Harlem Boys Choir was a school I saw on the Disney Channel when I was just like, I wasn't even able to be in junior high school at this point. Um, I've seen posters and things in the magazines, but I really have never seen them on TV. And um, I was a huge fan of the Backstreet Boys back then. Mm -hmm. And the Backstreet Boys had a song on their album called Perfect Fan. And, you know, anytime it's a choir involved or anything going on, like, you know, it'll bring on a choir for the background vocals, per se. Right. And um, I was watching, I was watching the Boys Choir Harlem on, 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 I was watching the Backstreet Boys on the Disney Channel and the, the Boys Choir just walked out in their blazers. Like 50 black boys just walked out and was just doing their thing with the Backstreet Boys. And I was just like, yo, like, that's crazy. I want to do that. I want to be there. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. This, this, that, that was my job calling me. I'm sorry. Yeah. So oh, I was you gotta, like, you, you got to answer that. It's okay. I put her on, um, I call her back. Okay. So I was just, I, I was just always like, yo, I want to be in that school. I want to, you know, I want to audition. I want to perform. So I would go to the public library and fill out the application over and over and over. I wasn't even old enough yet to attend the school, but I kept applying, applying, applying to make sure I had everything filled out perfectly, which is how I learned how to fill out job applications and things like that as I've gotten older, because like, I just, I just kept doing it over and over and over. Um, I went and auditioned. I did, um, I did, 
Whitney Houston, Your Love Is My Love, and I did Angel of Mine by Monica, mm. which was two, mm. which which was two of my favorite songs at that time because it really expressed their tones and you know who they were, and I felt like I was in that pocket at that time. So I did those songs. I auditioned and I got in, and um, I was able to travel the world and just do like some of the most amazing things as a teenager. So I'm forever grateful for the Harlem Boys Choir. And, and and big ups to the Harlem Boys Choir. One of the, uh, you know, definitely one of the most prestigious choirs that's uh, known in the world. And I remember when I was coming up, I'm not going to let you know how old I am, man. But <laughs> you know, when I was coming up, you know, the Harlem Boys Choir, it was definitely a big thing. And it's good to see, it, 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 I'm really happy to still hear that they are still an in influence within, um, not only in the black community, but within the world. And uh, yes. big, ups, big, big ups to you because those are definitely challenging songs by opposite genders. And so uh, here's a little secret to all of the people that's out there listening. Now, you know, DJ Mr. Chris can't sing, but if you are blessed to be able to have vocals such as this young man here, it's always <laughs> advantageous for you to pick a song to audition with of someone of the opposite sex yes absolutely absolutely and we can go into that a little bit later but always pick a song of the opposite sex because I feel like it's a good like you know I feel like it's it's a challenge and it really shows range and flexibility and you know so I so I'm really, I'm really glad I went with the song and I sound great. So it was amazing. <laughs> no, it was great. And so let's move into a little bit now with your projects. You on SoundCloud, you have a SoundCloud page that is just hammered. It's peppered <laughs> with material. I'm not going to sit up here and lie with you. I do a pretty good job with preparing for my interviews. And so what I do is I go in, I do some research, but your music is just peppered all over SoundCloud. I don't know which end is up. That's a a good thing. I think that's a good problem to have. You you made this interview a little bit difficult. It wasn't simple, but I, I say that to say this, the material that, is on SoundCloud. It's just amazing. Even the covers. And so Mm. what was the catalyst for you breaking in? So now you're in the Harlem boys choir. And so now there has to be a period of time to where you say that now I want to venture off and I want to become an artist. How did that come about? How did we get to that catalog? That's on SoundCloud. Absolutely. So, um, after the boys choir of Harlem, um, went through my high school years, did my, I did my justice. Um, I was able to perform and travel. I also graduated, of course. And um, from there, I was just was like, okay, what's next? So I actually went back and taught at the Harlem Boys Choir as a teacher for a few years. About, I would say about two years at their camps. Um, did that for about two, three years. After that, I was doing a lot of dancing and just, I was just writing a lot of music for other people myself and just trying to get my name out there. I was in a couple R&B groups at the time, ended up in an R&B group. We got signed to Capitol Records, which was amazing. Um, We got a chance to work with um, Tank, Rodney Jerkins, Warren Campbell, um, Harvey Mason, Adonis, everybody who I would read in these booklets growing up of me like 
I, I read everybody's name. The engineer, the guy who pushed the buttons, the guy who brought the water. Like I read everybody's name in the book, who wrote the songs, produced it, everything. So um, these were people who I looked up and, and who I looked up to and admired. So from there, everything with the group didn't work out. And then after that, I just was like, yo, I'm just gonna hit the ground and I'm gonna just keep going and ever, that, that was like, what, 2012 at the time, 2013. So fast forwarding back to my SoundCloud, um, I just was like, I'm gonna just keep putting out music. I'm just gonna keep putting out content. Um, I came up with this idea to record an IGEP. Shout out to my team, Eddie and the Tramp, who's been holding me down for these past like eight or nine years. And um, we came up with this idea to do an IGEP Instagram original. Now, now, now real quick, now, now let me interject yeah. real quick. So Lady and yeah. the Tramp, now that's your production team, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay, uh -huh. okay. okay. Yeah. So um, I had did these covers on Instagram back when Instagram was like 15 seconds, but it was a, a small clip of like an R&B song. So Instagram was extended. It became a minute long. So I was like, I'm gonna do five songs in in like five minutes. And which is how the Anita Bakers and the Tony Braxton and the Usher, but everything I did, I was like, yo, anything I'm gonna do, I'm gonna just do it my way. You know what I'm saying? So it's really like, I'm, I'm a, um, always stay true to what R&B is, but I'm gonna do it how I feel it and how I would flow the song. So from there, it's just been, it's been a huge part of my performances. People always ask me about it. It's all over my Instagram and also all over my SoundCloud. So it's just been a part of me. So I just kept doing it, you know what I mean? So now you have worked with um, some other award-winning producers as well. and. Uh, this is actually two part questions. Uh, name some of the producers that you worked with, and name and and let let the listeners know how important it is for a producer to really hone in on your style and your sound. Absolutely. Uh, rather, it's the sound itself of the music matching with your writing skills. So, mm -hmm. uh, first part of the questions: Who some of the producers other than Lady and the Tramp who you who who you worked with before? Absolutely. Um, Lady and the Tramp, of course, love them. Um, I've worked with KG from Naughty by Nature. Naughty by Nature. Yes. That, he, that, um, that, that, that guy in itself. Um, he's a, he's a man, listen. Man, listen. Like, to be a part of this whole thing with him and for him to just be so involved with everything I'm doing and me growing up on this guy and his hit songs, yeah. like, it's just all, it's just crazy to me. I watched him on TV all the time. Him yeah. and the group, like, yeah. you know, and in the videos, and he produced all of these hits for people, and it's just, it is just one of the most rewarding and humbling thing, like, wow, like, I'm working with this guy, and he done, he, he did hits for everybody, everybody who I love. You, you know, so. you, you know what the trip is because I, I I know I'm a lot older than you are, man. But back in the day when Naughty by Nature when they first busted out, man, you know you would look at the cover with uh, KG, Vin Rock, and Tretch on it, 
you know, you would have never imagined or or thought that KG was the mastermind behind a lot of those tracks, man, as far as his he's production so skills, bro. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, oh, and his personality, he's so chill. Like, right. he's so humble. Like, what's up? But you done produced 10 million, I don't know how many million, right. but like, he, he's so chill as if like, he's just like, yeah. Like which which yo is he's yo he's so cool, but it just makes me just really just humble myself and be like yo if this dude could produce hits all over the world until this day and he's just like still humble in his craft and say he's he's still as as Eve could kind of put out new music too he's just been so hungry like so. The, that's my guy, man. Hats off to him. So working sure. with so so working with high caliber producers, and this yeah, this yeah. this will lead into the second part of the question. You know, with working with high you know high end producers, high quality producers that's known in the industry. Um, how do you prepare for working with someone like that? Because you don't want to mm. disappoint them. You know, it's I know no pressure, no stress, but you have to go in and you have to be able to deliver. Absolutely. How's that Absolutely. experience with being in the studio, getting the beats from them? Uh, That's really funny that you asked that question, my mm-hmm. friend. So let me tell you something. I used to prepare, right? I used to be like, all right, cool, I'm going to go, and I'm going to do this. But it just always felt so forced. Like, it just felt like I was just trying too hard. So the, the only thing I do, honestly, is I pray before I go in. You know, but other than that, right. I let my, I just really, I just really let my energy and my gifts speak for itself. Like, you know, I don't overthink it. Like, okay, I'm going to walk over here and I'm going to stand over. I just do me. I just do me. And at the end of the day, you're going to love it because I'm a cool dude, you know, and I'm, I'm talented. I can crack a joke once in a while here and there. You know what I'm saying? So I just lead with me and my talents and I just go for it, bro. Like, I don't prepare. Like, before, I would get in my own head and just do too much. And I'm like, nah, like, I got this. Just do you and it's going to all fall into place. So that's really how I prepare. I just, I pray real quick. Might call my moms or whoever, but like, it's real chill. Who do you draw comparisons to? You know, you've been... You, you know, you've been in the industry for a minute, but I know with the catalog and, you know, this kind of gets back to my earlier statement here, you know, with mm-hmm. the Chris Browns and the ushers, but personally, who have you been compared to? Oh man, mainly Brandy and Usher. Um, they're actually my two favorites as well. So for sure, Brandy, Usher, I've heard um, Omarion, I've heard Donnell Jones. Um, and then even with a few other things I do, I do a I do a little bit of everybody in my music, but for the most part, it's Brandy and Usher. Like, you know, I always hear a little bit of Tony or Whitney, which is a huge compliment. Um, I always hear a little bit of like Luther Vandross and things like that. So, you know, these people are amazing people who I grew up on. So I'm just grateful to even be in that rank. Like right saying? in in that same yeah. breath. Uh, so for the listeners that's listening, Mr. Lane, he can blow. He can he can <laughs> blow, y'all. He he can blow. We're gonna start. We're we're gonna get into this phase where we touch on 
uh, a couple of the songs that I listen to. Um, gotcha. And I don't want to botch it, and I'm sorry, because I got my tablet next to me as I'm scrolling down, you know, as my notes. But you have one song that I really, re- really liked. Which um, one is that? Well, l- well, actually, let me get back to the covers. You did Usher, You Don't Have to Call. Yes, sir. That was tight. Um, Thank you. But you have a song called, I think it's called The End of Story. End of Story, yes. Oh, end, yes. Oh, end, yes. Uh, end of Story beautiful song thank you thank you thank you so maybe, much maybe, wow. maybe, maybe, maybe you can let the listeners maybe you can give the listeners a little preview of what that is real quick acapella yeah yeah um how did that song go you see you you got so many yourself hey i i heard ice cube forget um, some of his lyrics i'll go um not saying i'm perfect I'm just average. I was a rolling man in your life. If it wasn't worth it, you should have said it. I wasn't asking you to be my wife. Wife. That is one of my. Yo, I haven't heard that song in so long, so. It's crazy you even love that song. That song is super old. Wow, that's crazy. You know what? It, well, it, it's a te- it's a testament to your writing skills because, um, mm. because you know, classics stand the test of time. Absolutely. You know? And for me to be, let's see, it's it, it's twenty twenty, and on top of that, for me to be an older head. <laughs> and to be able to vibe off of something like that, my man, it was way ahead of its time. I appreciate that. It, man. it, it was way ahead of time. But what what's some of your other favorite songs that you've recorded? Mm. A lot of my favorite songs that I recorded haven't um it hasn't been released yet. But um a lot of joints I think within these past two years have just really been magical, like thing has things has just been just flying out my brain at the studio we just create this this amazing sound but i would say um one of my favorites is called um called um um how that song go <laughs> um it's called can we Okay. We recorded a song with a song, um, a song with the artist called N- N- um, her name is Nicole Michelle, who's also on the Ale Town Slugger Project, and um, mm. we legit recorded that song in an hour, my friend. Like, I was actually on my way out the door, and Trent put the beat on, and I was just kind of like, I took my bag off, and we got right into it, and an hour later. We had the full song, harmonies, backgrounds, words, everything. It was just amazing. So I say for sure that song. So is that something that's out already or is on its way out? It is not out yet, but it's definitely on its way out. Hey, well, y'all need to make sure that y'all send, you know, DJ Mr. Chris a little promo promo copy. You know, absolutely. I I got some weddings coming up and um, I'm actually trying to work on putting a compilation together. So I'm going to have to get with you off of the cuff uh, for all of the people that I interviewed, you know, trying to put put everybody together on one album, you know, showcasing the the skills. And so um, but we'll definitely uh, talk with that. So. Just a couple of more questions. Not 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 going to hold you too long, but um, I got time. I got time. 
the <laughs> indus- I'm enjoying this. That's what's up. That's what's up. So the industry, all of us who are artists or has a passion for music, at one time or another said okay we want to be on the stage with someone or we 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 want to be as big as such and such now we've heard some of the horror stories about the industry we've heard some of the horror stories about working with various people in your view from the time that you have been in the recording industry what's your views on 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 the record industry keeping in mind prince said you need to own your masters absolutely Uh, prince Prince revolutionized how artists conduct their business within the music industry. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Have you had some bumps and bruises and nicks in the recording industry so far? And and, and if you have, share share a couple of those experiences. And the reason why I'm bringing that up is because I know my, so far my listening audience are younger people who's trying to break into the industry. And so yeah. it might be a good time to you know let someone know who who, who has been around what's happening. What what goes what's the what's the behind tales of the record industry? Absolutely. Um, first of all, you 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 have to have a tight team. Period. You can't do everything by yourself. Um, and you can if you choose to, and if you have the time to, by all means. But I think a team will definitely help you to build even your own character as a person. Having these people around you, you know. Um, have I had any bumps and bruises in the, um, in the recording industry? Honestly, not really. But one thing I will say is um, there's a lot of promises. You know what I'm saying? There's a bunch of, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to do this. And for the most part, like, things do happen. And things do close. Deals do happen. And, you, you know, things flourish. But at times, things don't always happen that way. You know, um, I, was, I was on a record label, had a deal recorded an entire album, took promo pictures, filmed videos, did the whole bit, and we got shelved and then we got dropped. You know, so all of that hard work and energy and everything we put into it, I mean, you know, we was hoping it would pay off in the long run. And I mean, it's been paying off now, but in that moment, I was just like, damn, like we had a deal. Like everybody's dream is to have a deal at some point you know and, and, have, and um, how simple is that and, and and not to interrupt you but let me touch on yeah. that yeah how easy is it to one day wake fall asleep with all of these goals and all of these plans uh and promises that's been delivered to you to wake up the next morning and all of a sudden you're at ground zero again that's pre- that's pretty common and it's pretty easy and that's something that happens yeah. a lot in the industry what are some of the attributes that has that happen? I mean, does someone go to sleep one night and say, you know what, this guy was on fire, but I don't think he has a right look or I don't think he has the right sound. So we'll just let him know tomorrow we're going to dump him. Yeah. What's the behind the scenes story on stuff like that? Well, first of all, for me, they was like, quit your job, quit your job. You had a million dollar deal, quit your job. I kept my job (laughs) just because like you just don't know you know what I'm saying like I'm gonna always have to pay my bills and take care of myself regardless of if we have a deal or not but as far as like what is that conversation like it's um well well here's the thing sometimes you don't even get a conversation 
it's a phone call or you just don't hear from these people at all but the information gets passed down to like top of the record label A&Rs everybody else involved and then you hear from the actual manager who passed it on to you you know what I'm saying but um it's devastating it was it, it was rough because we was calling and trying to find out hey what's going on are we are we flying to LA are we not are we doing Atlanta are we doing this and it was just no type of phone calls it was definitely like a kick in the gut but um I've always been that person to get back up and just keep on working and which is what I did I was like nah I'm not it just don't stop here you know so I still got a lot more to do was that the case uh, with the group that you had signed with? What, what, if it's not confidential, what was the name of the group that you had signed with? The name of the group was Project Seven One Eight, based out of New York City. Okay, okay, yeah. And so you guys had signed, and so I'm, I'm taking it that you were shelved. Same kind of same situation. We were shelved and then just dropped altogether. Jeez, jeez, jeez. And so for all of the listeners that's listening. Uh, this is a reality. You're you're hearing it from someone who has seen a lot uh, within the music industry, and so um, I do like the one part about promises. I mean, from my from my exposure, uh, working with a couple of labels that really didn't go anywhere, um, I can under I can only imagine for a person of your caliber to have the talent to have the team to have the songs that you know are popping and all of a sudden just to not even as much get a telephone call telling you what's happening with your future i can understand how devastating it is but on a positive note let's let the listeners know what you're doing today and what the plans are for you within let's just say the next year i know 2020 has been bad for everyone but 2020 has really reinvigorated the minds of a lot of artists um, and it puts a lot put a lot of things into perspective actually hip hopocalypse wouldn't have never existed if it wasn't for the pandemic and so absolutely with that said what does the future hold for you let's just say between now and this time next year man and I say this with the most sincere genuine just every part of me bro this pandemic has taught me so much more i didn't even know i was even able to do you know i've been painting i've been drawing i've been writing making clothes i've been doing interior design i have my own business as well on top of music i'm trying to be on everybody's project possible i want to give you the buying lane experience if anything you Mm. know what i'm saying so i would i would say everything is on the table at this point like anything i could put my hand on i want it to turn to gold so i'm trying to i'm trying to do everything i'm trying to do everything especially when and especially during this pandemic we filmed the video and got so many things done from home that at this point like it really lit a fire under my ass like now. Like there is nothing impossible at this point. It can get done. We filmed the video in a day. We only had 10 days of preparation in quarantine, choreography, styling, location, barber shops. It was the most craziest thing, but it made me realize that I got this. I got this, and it's gonna get done. And it's and it will always be 
professional. It'll always have that quality behind it. So look, I'm trying to do everything. I'll even host a podcast if I need to. Like I'm trying to put my hand on everything that I know I can do and execute. Even if I can't do it, I'll try it and I'm sure I'll make it work. You know what I mean? But I'm trying to do everything, bro. Well, and that's, you know, that's the real true trait of a go-getter and uh, someone that's wants to remain relevant. And, and I, I want to say this and it may not sound professional and it may not sound good, um, but there's love behind this. And so your, your relevancy, and I understand that there's a lot of us, especially during this time, we're going through some hard times, but I would definitely uh like to labor with you with getting your material uh refreshed and resurfaced you have a lot of listeners you have a lot of views that i've seen on soundcloud um being here in california i didn't get the opportunity to hear it and when i heard it i was just like oh my god this is banging where <laughs> thank wh- you thank you where is this guy and i wanted yeah. more and so um Hopefully we can come up with a, you know, not saying that your team ain't working, but hopefully we can come up with a, a, a plan and a strategy because I, I really, I really think that with the gift that you have and the sound that you have, as well as the product that you have, staying relevant isn't going to be a problem. So, that, and, and that's coming from a place of love. <laughs> of course. Thank you. Thank you. Ryan Lane, let the listeners know. <clears throat> Where they can find you at on your social media, my man. For sure. You can find me on every social platform at I am Ryan Lane, all one word, um, YouTube, SoundCloud, Twitter, Instagram, um, obviously, you know, Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, under Ryan Lane. But yeah, all one word, I am Ryan Lane. And um, just expect more from me, man. Expect more great energy, great music, great vibes. And yeah, we're just out here doing what we are supposed to do. You know, I feel like this is the first time in my life I'm being me. I'm doing everything. I'm doing everything that I want to do. You know, I'm not being told like, oh, do this, put this on, do that. Nah, I'm just doing what feels good to me. And I want to put all of that out in, you know, in the universe. That's what's up. And when it comes from you, when it when it comes directly from you you're going to share you're going to be the one to be responsible for the success as well as the failure but absolutely the one thing that i can respect out of anyone is if they go out and try and they fail it's a lot better than failing because they didn't try yeah absolutely last question before i let you go and i ask all of the people that I interviewed this one question. Yeah. The Ryan Lane of today sitting with DJ Mr. Chris on Hip Hopocalypse. What would that Ryan Lane tell the Ryan Lane way back when he first began his career? What advice would he give him? Hmm. If, you, if you can go into a time capsule and talk to a younger you, you're taking experiences you're taking heartache, heartbreak, accomplishments, achievements from today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would you tell that Ryan Lane who was filling out that application for the mm-hmm. Harlem Boys Choir? What would you tell him? 
I would just definitely tell him that everything he's doing, he's 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 on the right path, and everything he's doing is not in vain. It's not like it's not being seen. It's all for the greater good down the line. You know, um, believe it or not, Chris, everything that I've done as a child has started to come full circle at this point in my life. Whether it's as I said making clothes and creating and drawing. I've always been that kid. I was not that kid who was out playing um, scullies and tag and um, pogs and and jags and stuff. (laughs) I did not, I did not do those things. I was in the house with the music or I had my Walkman or my Discman and I would just zone out and just enjoy music. So at this point in my life, I'm the same exact way. So I would just tell him like, you already know what you're doing. Like you already on that path of greatness. All you have to do is believe in you and just keep working hard. Just keep doing what you do. That's dope. That's dope. That's ill, man. That's that's some dope advice. Thank you. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Y'all heard my interview. I told y'all, yep. I told y'all Mr. DJ Mr. Chris wasn't tripping with y'all. I, I told y'all we here on Hippocalypse, man. We, we we got some real we I'm interviewing some real talent. I told y'all I wasn't gonna trip with y'all. Got Ryan you. Lane on Hippocalypse. And I want y'all to go visit his social media and and, and I'm not gonna I, I'm not gonna trip with y'all, but listen, I'm gonna put a couple of video links up of this man video. And I know, I, I know y'all gonna be vibing to it. Probably a few babies is gonna be made, but <laughs> make them babies now. <laughs> a- a- absolutely, Ryan Lane, man, it's been an honor, brother. It's been an honor, man. Thank you so much for being on the show. I really I appreciate, appreciate it, man. As absolutely, I appreciate you too, bro. Thank you hey, so much. Good looking out, brother. Good looking out.